Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. It's my birthday today. Do I sound older? Can I tell you something kind of interesting? Uh, my sister has been pregnant for a little while, and her due date was last week. Baby decided, nah, I think I'll hang out in there a little bit longer. And uh, just the other day, she went into labor, and it's her first baby. And uh, sometimes uh, for a first child, that labor is pretty prolonged. And she uh, endured 36 hours. And in the wee hours of this morning, uh, I got myself a brand-new nephew. She gave birth. Uh, but what that means for me, which is really what it's all about, uh, how does this impact me? I get to share uh, my birthday uh, with my beautiful new nephew. Now, listen, uh, why did I share that with you? Because I can. Uh, I've got the microphone, and no one's pulling it away from me, and I am uh, pretty over the moon about that new little development in the Lonsberry family. Uh, but anyway, not the reason for this segment. I have invited uh, a colleague of mine, Dave Noriega, here to join me in studio, sir. I'm grateful to you for... Now, you've been off the air for a few hours now. Am I keeping you away from your family? My mouth barely works right now. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm... It's... It's like cooled down. I iced up afterwards. Mm. I, I I don't know. I gotta like restretch. Had to redo my voice exercises. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, me 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 me. Uh, you this morning had a, a fascinating conversation. Uh, Amy told me about uh, this piece of legislation, and it struck me as as odd. Uh, and it has to do with if you get pulled over on suspicion of uh, say drunk driving, there is a little form that is filled out by law enforcement. On that form. Uh, there's a line where they are sometimes uh, they'll ask you uh, if you're the you know the suspected drunk driver uh, they'll ask you well where'd you where'd you get this alcohol tonight and you know sometimes that question is asked now while it exists on the form it is not a requirement for law enforcement to ask this question there's a, a legislator on utah's capitol hill right now would like to see that question be asked in a mandatory sense yeah if you've ever seen forms of any kind Half of the stuff will never get filled out, right? You go to the doctor's office and they just like X out half the stuff. Like, don't worry about this. Just give me a, a, the bare essentials. Well, for police officers, they have all sorts of forms and a million types of reports that they have to fill out. And this was a box that's been there for a long time. And oftentimes officers just don't take the time to try to track that down because there's really nothing to do with it other than, I don't know. That's pretty good information, right? Yeah, right. You know, if it's serious, sure. right, if there's a serious DUI, if there's uh, someone that, that died and they have to do a full investigation, okay, well, they would do that kind of investigation anyway. But to start building this database, and that's really what Representative Hawks is looking for, is uh, let's see big picture, 
big data, if there are a few bad actors, right? If there are a few bars that just are always over-serving, or if there's these wild parties that are happening all the time at the Noriega household. Sure. We want to know about those. Now, what are some of the potential answers that could be given in this setting? Uh, Are you going to say, oh, I was over at my friend Jimmy's house, or you give the name of the bar, or I'm just coming from the ball game, or I picked that up myself? Yes. Those are the types of answers that could be filled in that slot. Uh, on the officer's form as they uh, interrogate you there on the side of the road. And let me uh, ask you this. You said big data and government pretty much in the same sentence. Everybody loves that. Those are like the key words that people are listening to. Like, I hope that happens. <laughs> well, uh, th- one of the questions that was asked th- this morning on your program was, is if I was having a beer in the backyard barbecue, would I have to turn in a friend of mine? Yes, you could, but here's the key. You That's don't a great have question. to. I mean, I mean would so you need to turn to them clear, in? Uh, no, I mean, again, this is, this is for, uh, at least the way it was explained to me, this is for the egregious. Right. This is for the people that uh, are habitually becoming a problem. This isn't the, yeah, my buddy drank too much and I didn't take his keys because it's awkward. It's awkward enough. But uh, there is a certain amount of responsibility already Mm -hmm. uh, that if you're having a gathering and uh, there's alcohol and you know about it, uh, civilly speaking, you could be liable for some of these situations. So uh, there is... Uh, an ownership, there is a responsibility. But that is a, that is a murky area. That it, totally it's, murky. it's not a cut and dry statutory responsibility that you bear as either a purveyor of this or that, or one hosting a party. Uh, you know, there may sometimes, if uh, you know, some sort of other negligence is demonstrated in the, in a courtroom, uh, then maybe you're going to be liable. But right now, there's there is no direct responsibility for the servers of alcohol. There are certain parameters uh, which uh, you know bartenders need to abide by, uh, but. Let me let me turn back to uh, one of the comments made by Representative Hawks during your conversation this morning. So essentially what happens is you could potentially write down somebody's name. And a question that you asked on the program today uh, was, will there be follow-up? Representative Hawks answered this way. Honestly, it's just trying to identify problems. This isn't going to be any silver bullet or impose any new liability or anything else. Um, the, the key really is to get some information. You might imagine, as you can imagine, a DUI, when, when somebody... Basically, it gets an accident or kills somebody or maims or injures somebody uh, when they've been driving while intoxicated, driving under the influence. This is catastrophic, right? It's catastrophic for uh, the driver of the car, and it's really catastrophic for anybody that's impacted by that. That's the kind of thing we would like to know. What's the source of the problem, right? right? Is, is it one particular problem bar, um, or is it a particular type of alcohol, some new product that's out there that's causing massive problems? Um, is it, you know, honestly, from an impairment standpoint, is it pot or is it, is it, is it alcohol? Are you satisfied by that response? Uh, this is one of the concerns that my co-host had. Debbie is always concerned about something, especially when it comes <laughs> to uh, your personal information. So uh, say somebody gets pulled over and they're like, where'd you get that alcohol? You're like Noriega's house. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden my name is in a report. And if there is no follow-up or uh, checking it out to find out, is that even true? Well, my name is all of a sudden on a report that may or may not be accurate. So uh, the idea is, if you're ever going to put somebody else's name on a police report or something official, then there probably needs to be some level 
of confirmation. Sure. And, and that's where I think this could be problematic. Though, again, this is not adding a new line. This is a line that is already there. Uh, and I think it's more than anything trying to train police officers uh, to tr- try to figure out this is in your neighborhood. This yeah. is your area. Is there somebody that is routinely overserving people? That point that Debbie brought up this morning, and as we were speaking about this topic off the air, it reminded me of a, a personal experience. I, years ago, had a friend of mine who was, they were seeking a, like a top secret security clearance to do some government work. And part of the application for that security clearance is you have to list a, a name, a, a list of references. I was one of those references. And so my name and my address and my phone number were all part of that application. And the FBI came over to my house and we had a conversation about uh, uh, that friend of mine. I'll tell you this, uh, they got their clearance. Uh, <laughs> Good but, friend. But here's the fallout. Uh, this is now, I think, years later, I get a call from a government office telling me that there has been a data breach. And that those applications have fallen into the hands of bad actors and included in all of that information, those applications uh, was my name. And the suggestion was that I touch base with all the credit reporting agencies and uh, and see if uh, anyone has been doing stuff with my information, borrowing my identity, so right. to speak. Uh, now, that's not exactly what would happen in this instance uh, necessarily, uh, but there are secondary consequences. There are kind of after action type things that could lead to uh, some discomfort, some disquiet. If you get your name on a form, it doesn't belong. Well, and you see this uh, oftentimes, especially when it comes to uh, DUI or, uh, or something like that, where the police start interrogating and what's your name? And people don't give the right name. Sure. Well, that might end up on a field card or something. Again, anytime your name gets out there without your permission without your knowledge that's problematic dave norega sir i'm grateful to you for your time thanks for covering this issue thanks for getting me up to speed next up we're going to be touching on the debate did you know the democrats got together again last night in south carolina it's uh, it's almost the last time they'll be getting together on the same stage to debate one another my friend scott howell will be joining me here in studio to break down what happened last night who won who lost and what did we learn that's next on live mike i'm lee lonsberry and this is ksl news radio